Last week on This Is Gonna Hurt, our four heroes fell deeper into mystery when they uncovered a confusing journal that once belonged to an old friend. Who should they trust? Whose side are they really on? And how far can Brimley push Lorthamar before his brain melts? Grab your calamine lotion, because this is gonna hurt. Welcome back, everybody, to This Is Gonna Hurt, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm Alex. I play Korath Stoneblessed, Orathane, uh, Paladin Goliath. And uh, before we start today, uh, we're just going to go around the table and uh, talk about our first exposure to D&D. Like, not necessarily playing, but um, who introduced us to it and maybe what the situation was. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm playing Brimley, the little gnome wizard, feisty guy. My first real exposure to D&D was some of my friends in high school played it, and I made fun of them for it. What? And then later, I played a lot of Skyrim, and I was like, hey, what if this was a game where I could really do whatever I want? And somebody's like, that's what Dungeons & Dragons is. And I was like, oh, now I feel bad. So, <laughs> wow. so that's what that was. What a jerk. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my name's Jeremy. I'm playing Lorthamar, the high elf fighter. My first exposure to D&D, I can't really remember, but I will say the first thing I can remember is uh, DMing our first like campaign that we started, and uh, it was a good time. Uh, definitely a lot of preparation. I was very surprised, and my girlfriend did most of the work, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was cool, and uh, yeah, it was a fun time, and, you know, a few of these guys were there for it. So I'm Owen. I am the current DM. I was there for what Jeremy was just talking about. My first exposure to Dungeons and Dragons, the first time I was ever like, I need to play this, was the episode of Dexter's Laboratory when they played like monsters and mazes or some like totally copyright nonsense of D&D. And I was like, that seems amazing. But my actual like real life, I don't want to steal Alex's answer. Oh, no, that'd be di- different, I guess. But yeah, me and, me and Alex had a friend in college named Jeremy and... Not he me. Would, not, not this Jeremy, <laughs> different Jeremy. Um, yeah, and I just he DM'd for his uh, friends back home, and so he got us into it, and me and him started, like, you know, making characters and reading the rules, and then we never actually ended up playing with Jeremy. But, <laughs> but he did, but he did, uh, All he did spark us no in. I, I'm actually hoping Jeremy could, like, uh, guest play with us one day. I think that'd be really sweet. So, that's me. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's Craig. Uh, I play Windark Thesis. Hey, bro. So, bro, <laughs> he's, a, he's a dragonborn bard. Um, sometimes takes his shirt off and likes to, you know, twirl around in a cyclone fashion. And go, woo! That's pretty bad. But anyway, first time I was exposed to D and D was in high school. Three of my friends actually got me into it, and names are. I'm just gonna shout out to them anyway. Charles Erdman, Chris Miller, and Todd Hanau. Sean Costello. You go, guys. You don't count. Just kidding. But anyway, <laughs> but um, they, they, they told me about it and they they got me into it. And it was just a lot of fun. And it was just it didn't really make sense half the time. I remember trying to do a Hadouken and I rolled a 19 and it didn't work. So I was pretty upset about that. But now I know better. Dude, if you had crit. If I crit, whoa, they just would have punched me in the face. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and uh, now we're back to me. You didn't catch before. You weren't listening well enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Alex. Uh, my first exposure to D&D was um, like junior year of high school. I was going to play with some friends and my and my one cousin. And uh, I got super invested. Like I wrote a 
really in-depth character bio. And like, I was like, man, this is going to be so sweet. Never happened. <laughs> that was a four, and that was going to be a four E podcast. Uh, four E podcast. Four E um, Dungeons and Dragons match. So that well, was going to be fun. You know what they say? You know, when you plan something, you receive as much joy as if you actually do it. So. I I enjoyed the crap out of making that character. Same. Don't cry because it didn't <laughs> if happen. Would understand that? It'd be Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, just worth noting, I was there for Jeremy's first time as well. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk so. about that in the, in the beginning of a different <laughs> session. That was fun. And uh, before we start, uh, we're just going to make uh, I just want to make a quick shout out to uh, Ratfink808. Uh, he left us a five star review on iTunes, and that was awesome. Thank you. And when then, when Steve showed me, I like started tearing up. I'm not, I'm not even lying. It, it, it like made my my whole week, man. It was great. And then uh, on Twitter, uh, we got a tweet from at Lowell Goldsteel. Uh, That's the best name. He, um, he let us know how to properly do fall damage, so we appreciate that. Yeah. Now I know. We we, yeah. we appreciate the uh, the informative uh, yeah, tweets. The, the feedback was great. Indeed. Was great. So well, thanks, uh, keep that coming, guys. We really, we really like it, and we'll uh, we'll try and uh, let people know how cool you are if you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I'm gonna uh, pass it over to our DM Owen. To- What's up? So um, I want to recap just a little bit, but again, if you you want to go back and really listen to it for yourself, I think that's the best option. But if not, you uh, you may want to pause this or you know fast forward just a little bit. I'm going to recap what has happened. The adventurers, the four of them, we've got a Goliath, a gnome, a dragonborn, and an elf. Such a little uh, freaky group of guys. (laughs) They found themselves in this city, and there's some secret organization that is in some secret war, um, but they can't really, you know, be directly told what's happening, so they were sent on this errand to go find a journal. And when they found it, they found the, like, half-orc version of the Kite Runner, which was confusing to them. <laughs> and so we're going to pick up. Basically, they're in the basement of this um, this old man that they had known, the basement of his apartment. And they have the book in hand. And I'm, I'm going to kind of turn it over to them and what they want to do and where they want to go from there. Um, so last time, in addition to the, the book, we also found some loot in that room. We, I think you read it last time, but yeah. if you want to read it again. It was a bunch of gold and then a bunch of gems. And then there was um, one potion. That is dark brown with flecks of green. So we don't know what that is. We, we can find out by drinking it, I think. Or taking it to somebody. Does anybody know how the, the potion discovery mechanic works? Zippies. No, I, I think, I think you can, What I've seen is you could do arcana checks to, uh, to, to try to figure it out. Obviously, it'd be a DC, whatever you decide. But You then, could. Um, with potions, it's actually just as simple as take a you know, tiny little drop and you, you taste it. You, you could can, die. You can it if it is a poison, um, you would know that it's a poison, but you wouldn't reap the full um, mm. effects of the poison. I'm gonna volunteer. <laughs> Give me some of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna pour it on my lifeless body. <laughs> hey, that guy's knocked out. <laughs> you just finished a combat. You're in the basement. Do you want to take like a short rest to heal up? Um, while I pass out the potion and things like that, is that what you're doing? Or, um, or yeah, what? I think because Windar is still unconscious, right? Right. Yes. So short. Rest so right. I feel like we should probably because we're still in like a weird basement. I think we should probably take him up to Grayson's apartment again and just put him in the bed 
And we can take a group nap up there. He doesn't care. Yeah, so uh, Lawrence Martin's going to say, uh, I have a great idea. We should take him up to the uh, Grayson's room and and uh, take a short rest there. Windows, That's a great that original idea, Jeremy. Windows kind of mumbling well, in his sleep. Said that. Like, I never thought that. Um, yeah, all right, so... The way short rest mechanics work, when you take a short rest, about an hour long, you can um, roll hit dice to regain some health. These guys leveled up at the end of last, uh, at the last game. They're now level two. And yeah. And so they can roll two of whatever their hit die is to get back those health points. So while you guys do that, I'm going to also pass the potion to Steve so you can read it to yourself. If you choose to disclose what it does to the group, that's up to you. That's why it is secretly in a card. They're gonna they're gonna short rest right now. Hey, uh, just so everybody knows, we got a lot of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it simple, um, everybody got 185 gold pieces worth of stuff and 75 silver pieces worth of stuff. And this potion, it's a potion of resistance. I figured that out from tasting it, and I recognized it, I guess. Tasted real yummy. Um, yeah. Actually, seriously, though, what is it? What does it taste like? Because that, that will be what potions of resistance taste like forever now. Well, is what it, is, what is, is it going to be for all potions of resistance or just potions of resistance for this type? What type is it? It's acid. Okay, so what, what would that taste like? That Basic. specific one. <laughs> oh, man. Up to Milk. You. Milk. It just tastes like milk. I feel like yeah. <laughs> it'll, it, it'll, milk. it'll taste like tums or bleach. So there you go. <laughs> Brownish and it tastes like milk. It's got a little Chocolate green flecks yeah. in it. It's got a little green no, flecks in it. It tastes like milk. All right, so you've distributed the loot. Yeah. Uh, Windar is awake. <clears throat> How many hit points did you recover? Uh, Windar recovered nine HP. Um, I do have a question though. Sure. What's up? I do have this fun little thing called Song of Rest, and I. Granted, I'm unconscious during the short rest, but I'm allowed to roll a 1d6, and then everyone gets that much additional hit points back. I don't know if that counts. During yeah, I'll, I'll, I think you have to be playing it, though. Yeah, so I'll say, I'll say he, like, woke up at some point in that short rest, and then he starts playing, and then... <laughs> this is the song of rest. <laughs> I hope you guys like it. I heard it somewhere. I feel like I'm on a hammock. <laughs> Relax. All right. That's, that's, that was good. So, um, we got to keep those short. <laughs> right, that's, that's okay. So, yeah, you're all healed up. You've got this book in hand. Loot's distributed. Um, where do you go? What do you do? I have to, do roll, you... I have to roll to give everyone stuff. Uh, oh, true, true, true. And He's going to roll to give you a little extra bit of health. Everybody gets six extra points. So plus... Ooh. Is it plus your? It's just it's just no, one it's just six. Just, okay, okay. So um, I'm ready at max so health though. We have this so you book. Just have yourself. Oh, great. <laughs> we had to bring it back to Galandan, or was this not? You should talking talking character, talking character. Don't ask me questions. See if your fellow adventurers know. What do we do, guys? I think we need to get the heck out of Dodge. I I What's Dodge. I really have a headache, so <laughs> don't ask me anything right now. Oh. Um, I, I want to look outside and see like what was it? Is it dark out? What's the situation right now? I mean, it was what? I think it, it was like eleven o'clock. It was and nighttime. Then yeah. It took some time for you to find it. I mean, it's like early in the morning. Maybe the sun is starting to glimmer over the uh, the landscape oh, of the buildings. Pretty. 
to the howling dog. <laughs> Can we look out the window first? Because, I mean, there were four guards here. And if there were guards, probably they want to change shift. And if something there's, weird there's happened, no guards. nothing, no guards. then let's just get, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's just go back, oh, guys. Wait, wait. What kind of pillow was this? Was this down? Are there feathers in here? Are there feathers in the pillow? Oh, and you're oh you're in um you're in Eversol's apartment now, right? Yeah. You, went, you went upstairs. Yes. Um. Yes. Very soft pillow. Window takes a bunch of pillow. Uh, he takes a there's, bunch of feathers. There's there's two because he apparently had uh, sleep apnea. <laughs> so he to sit so up. all right. So window takes some feathers. Just the feathers. Just, just the, the feathers. You just slice open the pillow and take some feathers. Oh, they're like, you know, like they're peeking out, like you know, like okay, so he, he he pulls out two feathers. Sounds good. All right, <laughs> so idea. Now they'll think. Do oh, you? Think I'm sorry. So do you? There's a reason. Take the wall again, or you just tr- gonna try to like go past the guards? <laughs> let's wall it. Let's, no, let's wall it. Let's just try to go past. The guards. Just, there wasn't a way to get up that way. Like we had to jump down. There was no way to scale it. Right. Just, it's okay. All right. So the when you approach the the wall between the middle and low city, there's one guard who is uh, snoozing up against the wall. There is another guard who is snoozing with his head in the other guard's lap. Aww. Oh. Hey guys, let's be real quiet and it, just sneak past. If you what? <laughs> the guard, the guard with the head in the lap, wakes up. Yep. And he goes, oh, whatever. And then he lays back down. Um, if you could roll me, if you could roll me a stealth check. Oh so if you don't have the actual skill stealth, then you would just be rolling me a uh, dexterity. Can we just go over check. the wall again? I have disadvantage on stealth checks. <laughs> uh, then then roll me with a disadvantage. Down. Oh no! Roll me a stealth check. Thank you for being honest. Those are both fifteens. Well then, that twenty. Nice fifteen. I like. I got a fourteen. I just disappear. And uh, they don't wake up. So my and then I'd add. Oh, my dex is zero. So. You were able to walk past them. Wow. And as you as you know, I described last time the inn that they have kind of uh, isn't sort of their home base. Um, is literally right in view of that gate. They were right at the edge of the wall. So yeah, you see the sign for the howling dog. All right, guys, let's go up and uh, see if this is the book we were supposed to get. I hope it was, was it, that was a lot of work. I don't remember. Was this the only book? Because I just remember getting bit and then waking up. What happened? Oh, yeah. Someone fill me in. Oh, yeah, you missed you it know, all. You kind of came running into the room and I'm, you forgot that you know how to, like, help other people. That bit you. Thanks. Dude. You did that thing you do, you know. Die. <laughs> the, the, the gist of the Is that last. Let's go over there and say that. Yeah. All right. Nice. The gist of the last battle was Brimley here casting thing between Korath's legs. So you, you didn't miss you much. The, you didn't miss uh, much. Right? Oh. Listen, bro. Let's just keep going. Do you go in? Yeah. All right. So yeah, it's early in the morning. There's nobody. There's nobody in the bar. There's nobody in the inn except for. The uh, Timwa, who is the barkeeper, shiny dome beard that he's kind of forked in two different directions, human, and he sees you and he goes, Oh, mm, 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 and he signals for you to come over to him. Okay, we go over to him. Oh, I just also forgot. Um, I took the cellar lock and key, and okay. I, I never put it back. Okay, <laughs> so nice. okay, so yeah, I, I think, uh, I think you guys want to, you guys want to go to him, right? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna put on my mask again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're what? 
my shadow warrior mask thing. Okay. Um, all right. So when so you get great. over to him, he he goes. So, you know that, you know that guy, that's neat. That secrety guy. Yeah. He left you yeah. this, and he hands you a a note that's uh, been folded in half. I take the note. Okay. It says. Where is it? It says, "Stay here, investigating Aegisar Rorak. Be back soon." And then at the end of it, there is a little picture of a leaf symbol, the Etrurian symbol for G. As soon as you read it, it glows green. The thing catches on fire, burns up. We need it's to learn how to do that. That's really okay. cool. So I like that. Did I'm just gonna say I read that out loud. Okay, you read that out loud. So boom. Nice. We did. A, we we were a little unorthodox. You kind of slept and then you woke up in the middle of the night. But if you want, you can also you know you could actually just sleep again. And you kind of wake up in like the afternoon, you know, like a college kid home from uh, yeah, I'm down for from that. break. Um, so you're going to go to sleep. Groovy. I don't sleep. You, I you, you trance. I, I trance. I don't sleep. I wait. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you wake up. It's the mid afternoon ish based on the sunlight that's coming in through the windows. <sighs> And uh, yeah, I believe the rooming arrangements were, we joked about it, but I think it was Korath and Brimley and Windar and Lorthmar, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yes. Wakey, wakey, so, yeah, so wakey, right? <laughs> you wake up in your rooms. Can we get something to eat? Because I'm kind of hungry, I can't lie. <laughs> Being dead makes you hungry. You want to go back down to see Tim? As long as he doesn't cook it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a good cook. <laughs> you don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> Let's ask Alan Dan if he's back, if he can make it. Because I just really want food. <laughs> I also have my reservations about that one. We look for Galen Dan. In the room, or you head downstairs? We look both. There's, both. He's not in your room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's sitting like, in we don't corner. wake up and he's just like standing there. <laughs> crouched over your bed. <laughs> right at you. Have a rough sleep. No, he's not. He's not in your room. Alright, so, <laughs> so we're going to head downstairs. You're going to head downstairs. So when you, so your rooms were kind of on the second floor. There is a balcony. And when you peer over the edge of the railing, you see that the bar is basically empty. For the middle of the afternoon, a little, I don't know, but pretty much empty. Tim was at the bar and you see one person sitting at a table just his legs crossed, um, sipping on on something. He is a human. He has snow white hair based on his appearance, based on his, uh, you know, his general demeanor. He looks like he should be in his mid 30s. Crystal blue eyes. None other than Aegisar Rorak, the bodyguard of the king, one of the 12 hands of the monarchy that you met in an earlier game. He's hanging out a um, little extra flavor about Aegisar again. He's got this tattoo. I didn't Instagram it last time. My bad. I will put it up. When this episode airs, it should be there. Um, it's purple. looks like a solid blue circle with four lines coming out like compass style, north, south, east, west. Then at the end of each one of those lines is another circle not filled in. Um, his is purple on his neck. He's wearing these like white robes, kind of like almost like a like a karate gi, like the upper part of like a karate uniform. Black pants, black boots. He has this purple rope belt tied around his waist. Um, Windar eyes the belt and you see actually leaning up against like his table you actually now you didn't see it last time um, you actually see a a shield a circular almost like Spartan sized shield lying up against the edge of the table and he's just hanging he's just hanging out 
Um, Brimley's gonna head down and just plop himself at the table. He goes, hey, so you'll notice we didn't leave the lower city like you said. <laughs> I hope when, your voice cracked. Just so, I, just so I know, when you say that, where are the other three of you located? We're away coming. from him. <laughs> Windows well, like Mars away from him. I'm walking towards the table. Walking towards the table. Likewise. Walking towards the table. So where did you go? Like to I'm the like, bar? I'm like leaning against the wall, probably towards the stairs. All okay. cool, like always. Um, always cool. And he says, "Too cool." Thank you, um, Brimbley. Correct. Yeah. Thank you uh, for for following that. Did I tell that. you that last time? I I was speaking to the crew uh-huh. of the ship, and okay. they they filled me in on the four of your names. Um, please, uh, uh, the four of you, come have have a seat. Thank you. And we sit. Well, I sit. I don't know. Did you happen? <laughs> did you happen to order breakfast yet? Because I'm, I'm um, hungry. And he turns. He turns to the bar. Uh, Timwa. Uh, these these four, I guess, would like to to eat. And he goes, Oh, oh, oh okay, sir. I'll bring it right over. Uh, and, he, and you see him like start to like go, you know, cut some things and, oh. and, and do things like that. He says, thank you, Timwa. Thank you. <laughs> um, so who who sits at the table? And who broods in the corner? I come over. Okay, you come over. <laughs> um, so he club. says to you, the four of you, I, I've actually come here to apologize. When I met you on the docks, I was a bit harsh. But you have to understand, that was, that was really just my own way of grieving. You see, I've, I've known Aberstall a long time. I was, I was there that stormy night that he was born. I watched him grow from a boy into a man. I watched him become the future king who threw away his throne because he believed that his younger brother was truly more fit for the Aegis role. Is, How old are yeah, you? Yeah, Aegisar's human. And so it's at this point <laughs> that what? Korath remembers something that they talk about often in the Brotherhood of the Timeless, and that is that the Twelve Hands of the Monarchy are immortal. They're, by magic, are tied to the blood of the royal family. The royal family, not immortal, but... As the royal family's line continues, the 12 are able to stay alive. It's kind of an incentive-ish to keep the kings alive and right. things like that. And, then, and uh, so you also remember that about 50% of the Brotherhood of the Timeless have a huge problem with that because they find it as an affront to like nature. It's unnatural magic that's keeping them alive. And about 50% of them say that because the king's magic is tied to the magic of the land and their magic is tied to the king, that it isn't and it's, it's acceptable. So I'll let you decide right now which one you think it is. You don't have to have Korath say it, but I would like to know. Well, Korath, Korath goes out loud. Oh, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he says. They taught me that in brotherhood school. <laughs> brotherhood school. Bro school. Um, he's cool with it. Which one's this? That's the coffee. The coffee stout. The dwarven now. You're giving it to me to finish it? Yeah, go um, for it. So for those of you that don't know, Alex brews his own beer, and he made a Brimley Cola this week. And it was a really fruity drink. It was, it was, it was pretty good. It's pretty it's Brimley um, perfectly. So, but before that, he gave me the wrong drink. It had me drink a coffee beer. Two things I don't like mixed together. So it's like just drinking no. Yeah. You were so nice about it. You didn't even say anything. This is nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you, you remember that? The rest of you, I, I'm, you know, you might be confused for a second, but I don't know if you want to. I have a high intelligence. Am I confused? No, you can probably piece together that somehow he's immortal. 
I can accept it. I, I, I mean, that that did, might be more wisdom than anything else. Wait, but I'm saying, did he? Did he? Did you tell us? Um, I just okay. No, I. He didn't tell us he's immortal. He's right. that he's remembering. The twelve hands are immortal. So he basically just said, "I've watched this guy grow up, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, can I roll an intelligent uh, intelligence check, and you decide based like how how I understand that?" Sure. I was going to give your base score, just like you're a smart enough person. Okay, if that's what you want to do. That huh? you, you know, that you can piece it together. Okay. Windar two. Brimley's a wizard, so you're probably yeah, you're crazy pretty, smart. Yeah, so yo. the three of you can yeah. piece together crazy. like crazy. what he said. He doesn't seem like he's lying. Um, and that, Cora's not that very smart, but but he knew. But I had some background. He had the history. Good. So yeah. So Windark stands a hand of condolence just on the table, not to, not touching him because he knows that he'll probably get his like face ruined from him. He's like, I don't know the kind of pain you're going through, but I do extend my extreme condolences. I only we only knew him for a short time, and it was. Pretty earth shattering. Thank you, Winder. He, he was a remarkable individual. Um, Timwa, can you uh, bring me what I asked for? And Tim, oh, oh, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. He puts like the knives down and he brings over four like whiskey glasses. And um, Aegisar reaches into his back satchel and he pulls out a bottle of clear liquid and he he opens it up <laughs> he opens it up and he pours like a shot's worth no you know what he pours like two shots worth to each of you and he he puts the cork back in he puts it back and he says this is the this is the finest elven moondrop I, I save it only for occasions like this and he um, I'm sorry he has five glasses <laughs> I said four he's got, he's got five glasses I guess he already had one in front of him so he, he downs that he pours himself a little bit of the moondrop he slides you the glasses and, and he kind of just raises the glass and just says to Aberstall, and he, he drinks. I have one question. Um, oh boy. Don't take this the wrong way. You look great for your age, but they do. Is this going to be like really, really strong if it's as Old prevalent as you? You should be fine as he's as he finishes drinking it. He puts the glass down. Let's so do we, all, we all drink. I take the glass, it's empty. I just go like that and put the glass down. You take an empty glass? Yeah, I, I don't drink. But it's not empty. Your glass is full. No, he's at, you said you poured it into his own glass and you passed us the bottle, no? No, he, he pours oh, he pour he pour out, each oh. of you a... He poured out a round. Mm, how do I want to go like this? You could do a sleight of hand and like, toss it behind your back or something. Back. Okay. Have Brimley behind you. And as you toss it behind you, Brimley goes in to intercept. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have to Alvin. do a sleight of hand check. I can, I can get behind that. If you, if you choose to like... You can either just not drink it or you can choose to just tr- try to fake it somehow. No, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to drink it. Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything about right, it. Good. So, uh, forgive my assumptions, but I, I mean, you're a Goliath and a, a gnome and, and an elf. I mean, elves and gnomes, they, they have their settlements here in, in Etrune and they, in these metropolises like, like Valor and you find uh, small communities again. But, but Dragonborn, you don't find this far from the borders. Um, you, you must all be new to Valor, and I, I was wondering if you had any questions about about its people, its its religion. I'm oh. a wealth of knowledge. What is that religion, by the way? So, the people of Etrun uh, worship many gods, but the primary pantheon is called the Septumvirate. They were once known as the Holy Six, and they were the six gods who were the first to find Etrun, and they, they gave their blessings to its people, and our first king, who was a hero who united our lands, what happened was when he died, the Holy Six 
saw his achievements and saw he had unified the land and he had gone farther with magic than any human had ever gone before. And so they, they granted him deityhood and he became the Holy Seven or the Septumvirate. That sounds like something I, I'm familiar <laughs> with. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think about it in the moment, but then when I, I've been playing Skyrim again recently, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this I do Talos, this. Talos of Atmora. <laughs> I, I knew this was going to happen as soon as you said you were starting uh, another yeah. game of Skyrim. <laughs> no, I, I, I did that before, honestly. Yeah, so the the country before him was were three nations uh, divided and always warring, and, and he stepped up. He he took one friend, one companion from each of the three nations, and they, they were his generals, and the four of them conquered a troon. Would you know of any kind of, I guess, groups that would be opposed to this kind of unity over time? Because I know that people may die, but ideals don't. Ah, I, I believe I know what you're referring to there. There was one friend, his, his best friend, his second-in-command, who, as far as history will remember him, he's known as the Betrayer. Um, jealousy, it must have been. Jealousy that, that caused him to uh, see the, the monarch's power, the monarch's reign, and, 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 and wish to destroy it. And he convinced the other two to, to betray their friends, the king, the monarch. And they were the reason that he died. And so there are those who, who did not approve of the unity of the nation, who see the Betrayer as a hero. And I promise you that my brothers and sisters of the Twelve will not stand for that kind of thing. As he's saying this, Windar's writing it down in like his little journal that he carries with him. Okay. Does that group have a name? No. Oh, okay. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the names of the seven gods? Deities? Well, there's uh, Belingran, the god of light. Uh, there's Dunraz. The god of thunder and storms. What was his name? Dunraz. I like him. There is Asetsis, goddess of magic, life, death. There is Elkavara, the god of knowledge and success. There's Meliana, goddess of nature, the wild and the tame. And there's Turkona, the goddess of trickery. And then, of course, the monarch. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and it's just the monarch. The monarch. I mean, most settlements in Etrun, you will find, at the very least, you will find uh, small altars to the Septumvirate. There is actually a very large uh, temple to the Seven uh, right here in the middle city. Really? Yes. Is it okay if we check it out? At of, some course. Oh. of course. <laughs> that means we can go on a field trip, guys. I, but, but before you do, I... I had a thought. I don't know what it is about the four of you, but you, you intrigue me. I, I mean, I, I have an owl. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. I, I see that. Hoot, hoot. <laughs> Maybe it's, you remind me of all those centuries ago that me and my, uh, friends began traveling three strangers, three people I'd never met before and just thrown into a story together. Um, I have an idea and he stands up. We all stand. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are we, we can give a shout out to Critchies. We, we love the guys from Critchies. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he stands up and he kind of, um, he begins like walking towards the front door. We follow. We follow? Okay. Down. You should say things like, I follow. I, I follow. I am Spartacus. I follow. I follow. 
Yep, I'm going. All right. So he he heads out the door. It is, you know, again, it's mid afternoon. He walks a little bit down the street that you're on. He finds kind of like a back alley and he just heads down the back alley. Grim is going to follow him. No qualms in the world. Perception check and see if like there's anything shady going. Try and get a sense. Roll me a perception check. Okay, rolling a perception. Brimley's just very trusting. That is an 18. 18. You don't get a sense that anything shady is going on. Okay. Can I, I want to use my cantrip. Uh, it's, it's called message. Okay. And I, I actually want to whisper to uh, whisper a question to eight, I'm going to call him Age Slash. Age of Star Rorak. Age of Star Rorak. I want to whisper a message to him. Okay. How do you want to do this? Like do nobody else can hear me. Oh, write it on the. Um, no, I mean you could write it down. I could also just have you guys cover your ears. The Stephen, Alex, and Craig are covering your ears. Aegisar, I must know. Are there any uh, high elf communities around this city? Um, yes, and he, he gets the whisper back something yeah. to you. He, yeah, he whispers um, something that is inaudible to everyone else okay. back to me. And so in in mind, he goes, "Ah, magic." Um, yes, every. One of the three major metropolises, metropoli, I don't know which one is right. He says the correct one. Each one of the major metropolises of Etrune has at least some kind of neighborhood of elves. Um, but there are, in the forests, there, there are entire elven cities in Etrune. Done. Right. Oh, that hurt. Their ears are out. <laughs> oh, no, my ears! <laughs> Their fingers are out. Uh, yeah, so he, keeps, so he keeps walking and he reaches kind of the end of an alley. All right, cool. Well, I'm just going to follow up and be like, hey, where right. do we go from here? So Brimley, I guess, would be the first to see. Um, he takes you to kind of this like back lot. It's where the backs of all these buildings kind of create a kind of a rectangular, you know, um, grotto. What material dirt, is the f- dirt? Dirt-ish. Yeah. Wait, we play baseball. sand? No, it's dirt. Oh, okay. It's like dirt with like lots of pebbles. Worth a shot. Um, and oh. so as you all kind of come into the clearing... You see, you know, just various like crates and barrels and things like that, just kind of scattered around. There's a bed in the shape <laughs> sitting in sitting in the, you know, is in the shape of a baseball field. No, is this the it's line? not oh, backyard baseball. Man. It'll be, oh. it'll be stick ball. That was a dumb joke on my part. Sorry. Tee-hee. You didn't get the reference we were trying to make. Sandlot. Yeah. I, I mean, you just didn't make it. You're right. I didn't get it. <laughs> I won't try to act cool. I really didn't get it. <laughs> Good reference. Well, baby, I love Sandlot. <laughs> Anyways, Aegisar makes you look like a girl. <laughs> you killing me, small He is a, a magicy person. <laughs> so, so uh, I want to I want to say, Aegisar, where where are you taking us? Uh, right here, actually. And nice digs. Again, I I don't know why, but uh, the four of you intrigue me, and I'd I'd like to give you an opportunity to try a little experiment, and. He uh, takes his shield, which he had strapped on his back as he walked out. And he takes it off and he just kind of like tosses it to the side. And he says, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to try to lay a scratch on me. Oh, man. So, um, metagaming, that's uh, that's five turns, right? I'll, that is six turns. Six seconds. No. It's five turns. Five turns is six seconds each. It is 30 seconds. Five turns. Yeah. yeah so five turns. Yes, you can put, put yourselves pretty much wherever you want. So just to just kind of go back to the cutscene, he says, I'll give you 30 seconds to try to put one scratch on me. I'll only use 10% of my power. And he and he un he unlaces. His, oh, come on. He unlaces his rope belt and he throws it off to the side and he takes off his white gi 
And now most of the time when you think wizard, you think like strength is their dump stat. He is ripped. Eight pack abs and his body has been destroyed. He has scars covering his entire torso and his entire arms. He leaves on a black fingerless glove that you see has a crystal in the palm. Um, but his body has been like scarred beyond belief. And he stands there. And as he says, I'll use 10% of my power. You hear a voice from the roof that says, well, that hardly seems fair, brother. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. It was one of them. <laughs> I was going to say, is, are you refer- <laughs> I was going to say, are you referencing the Tagora brothers or Sensui right now? Or are you just putting them both together? <laughs> and so when you look up at the roof, there is a woman who has very dark skin, she has bleach blonde hair that's been tied into a single braid. It's kind of draped down her, the front of her body. You can see even from a distance, she, her irises are golden. Oh my. She's wearing uh, full plate armor that's bronze in color. Very like feathery. Like I want you to think like the elven armor from Skyrim. Um, is she a human? She's a human. You can see that right over where her ribs are, the armor is actually cut away. And you can see on her right side of her right rib, you see the symbol of the 12, the, the dot and the other dots, uh, except hers is not purple. It is vermilion. It's equal parts red, Ooh, equal parts orange. There you go. She's wearing a uh, brown cape that's kind of drapes off of her armors. And in her hands, she has a like a dagger that's very broad, like um, almost think like the dwarven dagger from Skyrim. <laughs> and so that's um, so she says that hardly seems fair, brother. And Aegisar looks up at her and says, ah, sister, I, I knew you were nearby. I, I, I want to see what they can do, the four of you. I want to introduce you to Dira Haytham, also known as the Monarch's Fury. Um, uh, Windar looks up and just like, oh, my Bahamut. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's just enamored by her. <laughs> she, at what Aegisar said, she kind of smirks. And she, and she says, you're not going to kill them, right, brother? <laughs> Been there three times. And then Aegisar smirks. Oh. <laughs> um, he says, I will not kill them. In fact, I'll give you 30 seconds. I will only defend. May I begin by oh. this? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to tell Aegisar. Aegisar, are you, are you sure about this? Let's see what you can do. He whispers back in your brain. And I, and I think, because I know he's there. You can roll this is going to hurt. <laughs> 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 Whoa! Instead of a fourth wall break, it's like sixteen walls. Craig, give me your thingamajigger. Fifteen. Fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. So Korath. Windar, give me yours. So Brimley has a twelve, and his owl has a thirteen. Thirteen. Brimley, and what's fourth Mara? Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. You guys killed it. And he says, and he reaches into his pocket as you like seem like you're kind of getting into place and he's kind of getting into place. Um, he reaches into his pocket and he takes out a small black satin pouch. And he says, if you can put a scratch on me, make me feel anything at all. I'll give you this. And he tosses it to the side. You're not the only one with frozen emotions, friend. <laughs> <laughs> so... It is Lorthamar's turn. Your One. thirty seconds starts now. All right. Says. So I, I unwielded my. Wait, I'm sorry. Are we starting off unwielded? Like 
or should I just be like, what, you can, now? as a, as a nothing action, you can take a sword out and okay. do other things too. So. so I'm, I'm like taking out my rapier. I'm running, I'm charging at him. Okay. Not like taking a charge action, but I'm running at him, obviously. Um, just for, just for the listeners, Aegisar is represented by a purple sorry piece. Cause we going to be sorry. This is going to hurt. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, I, so I'm going to swing at him. So I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a swing at him real quick. Okay. I'm going to try anyway. Go for it, man. That's not going to hit. That's a 10. So with a 10, he literally just shifts an inch and the rapier goes past him. So it is Korat's turn. Okay. I'm going to use bless. I'm going to use bless. Okay. I bless up to three creatures of my choice within range. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the rolled number to their attack roll. Okay. How long does that last for? It is... It's up to a minute, as long as he doesn't cast anything else that he has to concentrate on. Right. Okay. Also, if you get hit, yes. which you don't, I don't know that you have to worry about in this case, because you said he was only going to defend, you would have to roll checks right. to... Um, so I'm going to give it to you, you three guys. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And attack rolls and saving throws, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so let him have it. And that's my turn. Groovy. Groovy. It is Windar's turn. Windar pulls out his VL really quick. He's like, all right, before I do anything, I'd like to add a little inspiration to everybody. So he's <laughs> going to do some bardic inspiration. Oh, I don't like this. Just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a D6. And that Whoa. goes into our attack roll. So if you, oh. if you, when you do an attack roll, anything, it's just not like for damage, but like, like skill check, attack That's roll, right. stuff like that. Yeah. So, so D20 we're roll. Perhaps plus a D10 right now. So yeah. Cool. So that's a, that was a bonus. Well, the six is at one time. Yeah. Right. Yes. And now his actual attack is going to be dissonant whispers. Okay. What does so, that do? So within 60 feet, only one creature can hear in this. In this case, it is Aegisar Rorak. He has to roll a wisdom save. Full damage would be 3d6. Half damage on a successful wisdom save. So he has to roll a... What's your uh, spell save? Spell save is 14. Wait, so is that your? Is that a whole action for you to do inspiration? Yeah, it's a cantrip. Uh, no, that's his bonus. Oh, that's his yeah, bonus. That's, that's a bonus move. Oh, that's um, sweet. I'm so, so what do I have to roll against? Uh, 14. A 14 what, what? though? What uh, kind of save? Wisdom. Uh, spell. He doesn't say. So when when I just kind of like he he just looks like he's you know retreating into himself, and what he whispers into Age of Stars Age of Stars mind is, check out the brand new flavor in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls a nine for damage. He rolls a nine, so <laughs> check out the new flavor in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're coming so, up with cash freeze. So he takes, you didn't know what to do. So <laughs> what happens is and sell it. What happens is, uh, which ear do you send that into? His um, left or his right? His the left side of his ear. Okay. The left side. So what happens is his, his left ear, you actually see around his ear the like the thin line of like a white hexagon appear around his ear, glow for a second, and then fade out. And he hears that, and he goes, oh, <laughs> that would have really hurt. <laughs> hmm. 
right, it is the owl's turn. All right, the owl. Brimley's just going to send the owl to uh, fly around to the backside of HSR. Okay. Whoa. Hey, don't go there, man. It's not like that. It's just for a little light touching. <laughs> and that's the owl's turn. Okay. It is Brimley's turn. Awesome. Brimley is going to cast uh, Color Spray. Um, so the idea is to make Aegisar blinded. He's going to cast it through his owl, though. So Brimley is going to cast Color Spray and try to uh, mess with Aegisar's eyesight. Okay. Um, he's also going to add all those rolls. How to does this. that work? So, um, oh, I don't even need this for that. So what he does is he rolls a 6d10, and the total amount that I roll is the total amount of, like, HP affected. So, but do I get to save? No. There's no so, save on color. No, no, no. So, no, no, no. This, so that's how it works, basically. Like, I, I heard some of spell. He rolls a bunch of D6, and if it's enough to overcome the amount of health you have... I see what you're saying. Or okay. D, sorry, D10. Then he... It, and it basically affects every single mob... Gotcha. I, I, I starting at the lowest, yeah. you know what okay. I'm saying? All right. So, I'm going to start rolling now. So, in order for this to work... This Get number has to be more than his total HP. What is it? 37. Okay, and this uh, light is coming out of your owl? Yes. Correct? He doesn't seem to be affected by oh. your light. So just to recap that round, and then it will then it'll be his turn. He was stabbed at by Lorthmar, who he dodged out of the way. You whispered something into his, into his ear. Something happened. Um, actually, you first. Um, you blessed everybody. Yeah. I just like some stuff. Sprinkled water. And then an owl glowed <laughs> lots of colors and he doesn't seem happens. to yeah. have noticed. And so on his turn, he says to you, go on. And that makes it Lorthmar's turn. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. All right. I'm going to uh, try to hit him again. Cause that's, that's what I got. And I'm adding the, the inspiration and the blessing to this. Okay. And it's going to be, it's not going to be good. 21. 21. You're, you're close to him, right? Because you're stabbing at him. You hear him whisper under his breath. Shield. And from his, right in front of him, um, a hexagon, not just the outline of a hexagon, but a like solid glowy white hexagon appears um, right where your sword would make contact. And it, it bounces off of this big glowy white hexagon. Just, the sword just bounces off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But he actually, like, you see him furl his eyebrows Ooh. a little bit. I furl mine back. That would take a whole action. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it is Corrette's turn. Cool. Uh, so then I am going to... I'm going to use that that I got from you okay. like two Using sessions ago. inspiration token. So I can... Wait, is that that means I roll? I can re-roll, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, was well, I supposed to use that before or after? The green one, the way we're still playing it, is you can cash in the green one as a re-roll. Oh, so... So I'll give it back yeah. to you this one time. Oh, okay. yeah. In the future, I'm just going to do it. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Roll number one. Oh, and I'm going to use the... I'm going to use the other inspiration from... Okay, the, the Bardic Inspiration. The bardic, the bardic Inspiration. Right. I hope you guys like that, <laughs> really because confusing. I kind of screwed it up. That is a 21. Uh, how do you attack him? Very dainty giant hammer swing. 
as you're swinging down, you rolled a 21, you said? Yeah, 21. Pretty good. Yeah, as you bring it down, you see the same glowy hexagon. He doesn't say anything, but you see the same glowy hexagon appear, like, right, you know, in front of him, and it, your hammer hits it, and it kind of reverberates off of it. Okay. Um, and it's Windar's turn. So, Windar's just kind of, he just kind of looks puzzled, like, <clears throat> and he's like, he's just getting really mad. So, he, he just looks at him, he's like, I, I'm sorry. And he, goes, and he goes to use lightning breath. Mm. DC, 8 plus constitution, 5 plus... Oh, yeah, so... 8... Uh, 13... 11. Alright, so I have to roll a... An 11. Constitution throw on... On 11. Alright, so he's gonna try to constitute... Sorry. He... Does not constitute. Really? Really. Wow. Okay, so it's 2d6 damage. Alright. And he, as the lightning, as it was purple lightning, right? Yes. As the purple lightning is coming towards him, you actually see him put his arms in front of himself like an X to kind of brace to brace himself. He can't even constitute nine. Whoopee. Nine. And so, as the lightning is hitting his arms, you see that same smaller outline of a hexagon glow, but it's not glowing as brightly as it did when you first saw it. So again, there's two hexagons. There's the big solid one, there's the little outline one. So this little outline one glows not as brightly as it was before, and you said you did nine damage, right? Yes. Okay. And when while doing it, he, like, Windard, he, he was getting frustrated, but he's not, like, in a blind fury when Grayson, well, Aberstall was mm -hmm. murdered in front of him. So he just kind of went... <laughs> as a <laughs> like a velociraptor. Yes, because he's a dragon. <laughs> okay. Makes cool. Sense. It is the owl's turn. The owl is just gonna hang out where he is. Hoot hoot, hoot hoot, hoot hoot. Okay. Uh, right. Brimley's turn. Uh, so Brimley's gonna use the owl again. Um, he's gonna cast a guiding bolt. So a flash of light is gonna streak out of the owl. It's gonna open his mouth and go hoot. And when he hoots, the light's gonna come out of it. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Everyone's just making noises this round. Yeah. That's what's happening. So I'm gonna make a spell attack. Okay. And I'm gonna use that in D4. So that's gonna be against my AC. Yes. Okay. Bardic Inspiration 2. Wow, that's a 16. That... Oh, wait, no, it's not, because I have to add my thing. Um, sorry, that's a 20. That is a 20. Yes. So, the... It's a... It's, what is it? Uh, it's, guiding, a, it's a flash of light streaking towards him. Okay, so light streaking towards him. Yep. It actually clips his shoulder. Okay. The large glowy sphere does not show up. The small outline sphere, the, the large glowy hexagon does not show up. The small outline hexagon does not show up. Um, it kind of just grazes his skin, um, but he doesn't seem to be affected by it. I don't even have to roll for damage. Just... You don't have to roll for damage. Okay, but here's the question. If it succeeds, mm -hmm. everybody else has advantage against him. So if it touched him, but he doesn't seem to be affected by no, it. No, it, it's flavor. It missed. Okay, it missed. He's tough. Okay. So it, it doesn't, didn't hurt him okay. physically. That's fine. Uh, it's Lorthamar's turn. I'm going to try to attack him again. Because <laughs> I don't take a hint. <laughs> I crit failed. <laughs> As the sword is coming towards him, he actually grabs the blade with his hand. And he just kind of like pushes it back at you. <laughs> And then he Whoa. gets like, he gets like real gruff and he goes, you can do better. He believes in and you. And he's really furling his eyebrows. Oh. 
Optimize Wait, no, I'm going to use my action surge. Screw it. I know I can do better after that. Okay. I'm going to use my action surge. How does that work? I take it's an additional action. Used it. You take an additional action. Yeah, right, and cool. it's a uh, short or long rest uh, cooldown. I'm going to attack him again. Okay. And I'm going to roll a 23. A 23. 23. Is going to miss. Ah, oh, you jerk. <laughs> It is Korat's turn. Okay. Go! <laughs> nope. <laughs> that is a 20, and it misses. And it misses. Yeah. It, the uh, the glowy big hexagon shows up. Yeah. Blocks it. You know, it's Kor- uh, Windar's turn. Korath, Korath just goes like, very, very, uh, he just gestures, he shrugs his shoulders. Okay. Oh, expect that. When Windar looks up, and Aegisar's sister gets inspired, and, oh. and he looks he looks at Aegisar, and he's going to use dissonant whispers again. <laughs> it's a okay. wisdom saving throw. Your sister's hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that stung. <laughs> Shut up, man. What do I have to roll against? Uh, wisdom. And I'm rolling like garbage today. 14 is the spell save. He will take damage. Okay, so, whoops. 3d6. That was poopy. That's eight. Eight damage? Yes. Now, one quick question, because this is probably stupid. It's a spell attack bonus, plus six. That's when you cast a spell, like you're rolling rolling a d20. Got you. Okay, that's all I needed to know. So it would be eight damage. So, again, which year? Starting the same year? Yeah. The glowy hexagon, that line shows up again. And he... he It's even less soft this time. He he also whispers, Yo, man, I, I don't know where she came from. But keep her around. <laughs> it is the owl's turn. He's just gonna hoot. Brimley's turn. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, Brimley's gonna cast a chromatic orb. So um, Brimley's gonna roll a uh, roll, throw a chromatic orb like a bowling ball. I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he does roll. It. That's cannon. Just this one time. Nope. No, that's what? it. Aww. He rolls his chromatic orbs. Oh, man. I think about it though, because you have an orb. Yeah. So it's literally like he like does the motion of bowling, and then, and then when he reaches the it. when he reaches the bottom, like a, a larger <laughs> shiny ball shoots out. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. So he's throwing um some acid acid. Uh, okay. Acid do I have orbs. to roll or do you roll? I roll. Okay. That's, that's only a seventeen. That's doo doo. <laughs> only a seventeen. Uh, he just kind of like <clears throat> steps over it. As he does, you feel the ground start to shake. Whoa! I'm shaking the table for the listeners. (laughs) That's amazing! You feel the ground start to shake, and he actually puts up a finger. I'm not okay with this. He actually puts up a finger, and he looks around. And if Windar was probably looking at Dira, his sister, uh, his his, um, shield sister up on the the roof, she's looking around. And the tremors get bigger, and bigger and bigger. And she, in her full plate armor, jumps down from the two-story building that she's sitting on and lands nimbly on the on the ground. Does she lie next to me? And she no. Nah, um, where are you? She lands just next to you, actually. And she Aww. she starts moving over towards him. And she says, Brother, this is this is the biggest earthquake yet. And they're just like looking around. And you see in the corner, like over there-ish. Yep. Where the D20 is <laughs> in, in, oh one of the, in one of the corners of the lot. There is this tower that's like 50, 60, 70 feet tall, just kind of like jutting up above the city and the earthquakes that just get bigger and the ground is shaking more and more and more. Actually, if you could roll 
a uh, dex saving throw for me to stay on your feet. I will roll for Aegisar. And I will roll for Dira. 14. Alex. 14. Okay. 17. 13. All right, so you all stay on your feet. They do too. Maybe they're impressed. Uh, really, really shaking. And then you see this crack go up the tower. And, it, and then another crack branches off from that crack. And the entire tower, you can tell, begins to crumble. And it's actually falling towards you. What do you do? Everybody run! As the city collapses around them, do the heroes have what it takes to make it out alive? What will happen to the city of Valoran? And will Windar ever have the opportunity to ask Dira out on a date? While you're waiting, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GonnaHurtDnd. And feel free to email any comments or questions to thisisgonnahurtinfo at gmail.com.